0: Hey, everybody, welcome. This is webinar eight in the patient centered medical home webinar series. My name is Tony Lempkin, a GP in Austinville, which is in northern New South Wales. And as always, we're joined by our friend Dan Ewald. Good morning, Dan. Hi again, Tony. And where are you today?
1: So I'm, I'm in Ballina, in between my jobs in Lennox Head Medical Centre as a GP and in Ballina Aboriginal Health Service as a GP. And other days, I'm a clinical advisor for the Primary Health Network. And we're joined also today
0: by Sharon. Hi, yeah. Sharon. How are you? Where, who are you, hi, Sharon?
2: Um, hi, Tony. I am the Director of Integration at the North Coast Primary Health Network.
0: And, Sharon, mm-hmm. today we're talk, talking about the winter strategy because winter is coming. Actually, winter is well and truly here. The, um, Sharon, why do we need a special winter strategy?
2: Well, what we know, Tony, is that everyone gets really busy over winter. Um, Hospitals complain of bed block, but in general practice land, um, things get very busy as well. And we think that by working differently, we can help um, general practice manage those patient load.
0: So normally winter planning is at the hospital. Um, Oh, it's winter's coming. What we better do is cancel elective surgery and uh, put on more nurses okay, finished, we're ready to go. What's um, what's happening, what happened this year, Dan? What's the, what, what, what's the new thinking around winter strategising?
1: Well, this year we thought of it as a whole of the health system problem because it does impact on general practice as well, but also the way to protect the hospital from its overload is to keep people well. And that's something that we in general practice land hold dear to our hearts is we really want to keep people out of hospital so we got together and did it jointly. And this is really our winter strategies, the outcome of a, what we call a co-design process where we got uh, consumers and hospital people and ambulance people and general practice people and state health community-based clinicians together to think, well, where could we make a difference? How can we make this winter surge problem more manageable?
0: So as a, as a medical homes, Dan, we are trying to manage our patients proactively. I don't know that many general practices have a formal winter plan, apart from having more flu vaccination clinics, perhaps, but that's probably the extent of most of our winter plans. What's going to be different this time for general practice?
1: This time, the... Primary Health Network, together with the local health district, are offering more support for general practice to kind of boost the care that they give to a a cohort of people they've selected as being at high risk of ending up in hospital. So, you know, you can stratify patients into, into their risk of ending up in hospital through winter using a range of different processes and tools, and we've left that up to the practice to do. But what we're really focused on is helping to keep those people well and out of hospital. Uh, and so we the look, Sharon can describe the, the package of, of services and extra resources that are available.
2: Sure, Dan. Um, so practices will be asked to um, look hard at their patient list and create a winter watch list and enroll the people they're most worried about into the winter strategy program. And they'll receive some extra funding um, for managing these patients more um, intensively over winter. And we're offering a, one, the equivalent of a one-hour practice nurse appointment for on enrolment and then 20 minutes a week for um, the maintenance of these patients. And that will be paid um, over winter until the end of October. But in addition to the money, which we think will boost general practice's workforce to manage some of these patients, there'll be other supports, and we're working hard with the chronic disease management team to make them more responsive to the needs of these patients being managed in general practice. We're boosting the resources that are available on through the Winter um, 2017 website that we've set up, and you know, the practice support team and the patient-centred medical home team will be working with practices to see what they need to help um, identify and manage these patients. And a second quite exciting element to this program is we've got a flexible fund of um, money that we're putting for urgent allied health access. So we know that a lot of patients perhaps could be kept out of hospital if they had access to allied health, but sometimes our public services are unable to see them in a really timely way. So we're establishing a fund that can um, general practices can access to provide that sort of urgent allied health we needed as another effort another plank in the puzzle of keeping people out of hospital.
0: And the third part of the program, Sharon, is about improving the GP in-reach into hospital. so improve discharge planning, improve coordination at the time of discharge, improve communication skills.
1: Yeah, Tony, we, we picked, in the, through the co-design process, we picked three broad aims. One was about Making sure that the public was well vaccinated, and particularly boosting the and targeting vaccination uh, promotion to pockets where it would make the biggest difference. And so, there's a particular focus in getting people in aged care facilities, and particularly the staff, well vaccinated. Um, but that's complementary to the the, uh, the state level vaccination promotion that goes on. A second big aim was helping general practice keep people well and out of hospital. And the third big aim was how do we get them out of hospital quicker? Because part of what the hospital tells us is that they get clogged up with these typically older, multi-comorbid patients who end up in hospital for rather a long time. So we want to pull them back to really well organised community care.
0: And Dan, um, how will it... Yes, Sharon? Sorry, Tony. I just wanted to add that um, our
2: local health district's leading that particular piece of work and um, are really looking at their systems, particularly for the older patients um, during winter of how they're going to get them out of hospital sooner with much stronger communication back to general practice.
1: So we ought to really talk about what does this look like in practical terms? And one that comes to mind out of what Sharon just said is a very simple strategy is everyone that's discharged from hospital who's over 70 years old has an appointment booked before they leave the hospital to, for their follow-up with their general practice. And that's there's no rocket science there, but really making that happen starts to shift the culture.
0: So this fits into our medical home discussions, Dan, and the reason why we're having this QR community over this uh, medical home webinar is because it really does hit up on our five fundamental pillars of the medical home. So, Dan, it's, it's person-centred in the sense that to what extent does it enable people to manage themselves better at home. How we uh, how we're making sure that the patients actually notice some difference through this program. Yeah, at the heart of
1: it, and particularly at the heart of what will be happening in the general practice side, is uh, and, and, and we're purchasing this extra chronic disease nursing time within a general practice, and we're hoping that that will enable the general practice to really focus more on enabling the patients to look after themselves well. But as we often say, it's the patient and their carers who are the biggest, most powerful and least used resource in the health system. So we want to optimise self-care. So we're looking forward to those chronic disease, nurses working in general practice, helping people, helping assure that all of these people have got sick day action plans is a key marker of, of good chronic t- disease care. And then they're going to be proactively checking in on these people probably every week to check how they're going through the winter season, four months of this program. So that's really souped up, heightened personal care above and beyond what the normal Medicare funding would support. As we know, it doesn't pay for practice nurse time otherwise. They'll have their care plans checked. They'll have their, the quality of their care plans sh- should improve. And we're going to look at whether that really happens by asking the patients. So that's an, another step forward for us in our region is to really jump in using patient-reported measures. We're going to ask the patients, are they confident in using their self-care plans, their sick day action plans? Are they able to access the care they need when they need it? And then we're going to ask them, do some global quality of life skills with them as well. On top of that, because we go for the quadruple aim of not just better experience of care and better health outcomes and um, better joined-up care and efficiency of care, but also better clinician experience of care, we're going to see if we can show an improvement in the clinician's experience of offering this heightened chronic disease care through the winter period. So we'll be having some before and after clinician-reported experience measures embedded in there. well. So it's, it's person-centred and it's also the experience of receiving and giving care-centred.
0: And you've talked about how the program can improve accessibility by having gen, uh, practice nurses available for patients to contact by improving their ability to get appointments at the time of discharge. You've spoken about it improves comprehensive care uh, and that it's a proactive uh, program that allows us to access other allied health providers to join the team when they're needed. You've explained how it's coordinated care and that the practice nurses will be helping and assisting patients and their families to access the care that they need. And there's a focus on quality and safety, and I guess you're gonna be evaluating it quite closely. Dan, do you, do you think you've got all the answers this year or do you see this as a quality improvement program? In the, In the big
1: game, it's a quality improvement program. This is
0: our practices, our local
1: health district, our primary health network, making a bold trial of a new way of doing business and uh, we'll learn as much as we can out of it. We do have measures in there. As we say, measurement is an essential ingredient in a quality improvement approach. And over the whole four months, we've got program measures, but within each general practice team, we'll be encouraging them to use little small step measures along the way, very consistent with the kind of quality improvement approach that we have embedded in the Patient Centre Medical Home Support Program.
0: And Sharon, it appears that this is not business as usual winter planning, then from the either general practice viewpoint, but particularly from the local health network and the hospitals viewpoint. Uh, do you to what extent are they participating in the program, committed to the program, and how important is that hospital participation in the winter strategy?
2: Look, I think this is unprecedented in our area. It's very exciting and the amount of enthusiasm we're seeing from our local health district, um, from top-level leadership and most particularly the chronic disease management staff is very exciting. They really want to do things differently and they're very committed to making this happen. So I have every reason for optimism. I'll be happy if we check back in in November, but I think we'll all still be friends.
0: So we will do that, Sharon. We'll bring you back, Dan, and I will bring you back in November to uh, for the evaluation to see uh, how, uh, to see what improvements have been made in patients' care and ability to manage themselves sort of the winter, and and to look at the formal outcomes of the program. If that's okay with you, sure. So, Dan's so practices that, that, want to be involved. Can they get involved now?
1: Yes, they should have a look uh, at the practitioner newsletter to see some links telling them about the program. They should have a look at uh, our section on the Primary Health Network website. And if you go
2: to www.ncphn.org.au slash winter 2017, this is a really live site and we're putting new resources and new materials up there all the time. At the moment, practices can get on and enrol and reserve some places and as of today we've had um, about 450 practices have requested places for 450 patients and we have a thousand spaces in this program we have only been open for a week. So we're pretty excited about the level of enthusiasm um, and as of Tuesday we'll be able to enrol patients through that site and we're building a really secure enrolment portal so that um, it will go. You no, know, can protect the patient
0: information, and it will go straight to the local health district, who is managing all those things from a privacy point of view. Fantastic.
1: So the, uh, the where the practices are learning about the program now. Some are starting to sort out who their patient list will be for their watch list over winter, over the flu season, technically, um, and uh, the funding for the practice nurse time kicks in the beginning of July and runs through to the end of October.
0: All right. Thank you very much for joining us today, Sharon. We'll be back with you, Dan, in two weeks' time for our next Medical Home webinar. And thanks to those who are listening. Thank you, Safa.
1: It's a pleasure, Tony. See you then.
0: Browse our website for more information or get in touch to find out more about patient-centred medical homes.